0: Greetings and welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast, the final episode of 2021. But in fact, this, we are recording this the last day of 2021, looking back over the past year of the best, biggest, and worst Disney news. Um, but you might, our listeners, might be listening to this the very first few days of 2022. So we want to wish you a happy new year. I'm here with David and JD. Happy new year,
1: guys. What's happy up, new guys? Year. What's up? Happy new year.
0: Man, do y'all have any any big plans? This is New Year's Eve for so. Do you have any big plans for tonight? Any New Year's Eve traditions that you're uh, that you're excited not, about or do as a family?
1: Yeah, not any huge traditions. Just gonna go see some friends. About to go back to Florida here in the next couple of days, so just trying to see as many people as possible, hug as many necks, and just see some buddies tonight. Hugging some necks. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> it's gonna be a quiet night for me. You've got still have uh, one.
2: Uh, one of my daughters is home, and so we're going to have a quiet uh, family night. The rest of us are going to be here, and so uh, it's
0: going to be good. Awesome. So we are uh, looking, looking forward. We don't do a whole – I'm at the age now it's like board games and, and movies and trying to stay up past midnight, um, you know, how that goes. But a couple of years I, – I was just remembering listening while you were talking, David. It sounds boring for you, but just was it last year or the year before that you were in the park for New Year's Eve?
2: 2 years ago 2019 into 2020 yep. we were in the parks thinking woohoo here we go it started 2020 then right. you know, the pandemic so then last last uh, year we had covid
1: <laughs> yeah so it's so, been a, it's been a rocky uh, every new years we know we don't know what's going to be going on so this is probably the most stable normal new years we've had in a while so we're yeah. At- yeah,
0: remarkable you went from disney in the park new years to yeah. having covid for new years now yes. you're right in the middle of just like yeah. let's yes. let's hug some necks right yeah it, <laughs>
1: it's funny it's funny because you'll get little memories on your phone you know you'll get like reminders about a year ago or 2 years ago and i'll get a 2 years ago and i'm like walking through magic kingdom like on cloud 9 <laughs> and then i'll get a 1 year ago and i'm like in bed with you know just like coughing my head off and just crazy sickness so just happy to be healthy, happy to just be with family and stuff like no that. No, Dad, it puts things in
0: perspective, too. You know, we do this podcast, and we love Disney, and we talk about all sorts of things. But, man, if you're healthy and you're listening to this, man, it's been a. We, there's a lot to be grateful for. And, and it's been a difficult year for a lot of people. We understand. We acknowledge that. But one of the best things you can do, the best medicines for the soul is gratitude. And uh, going into 2022, I want to be more thankful and express my express gratitude in in bigger and deeper ways. So I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for our listeners. I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for Disney content. That um, I'm thankful for everything, man. My family, like you said, health. Nice it, it's awesome. Yeah. So. um that so, great. so, And actually, I want to bring up too I think we did a podcast One of our very first podcasts was talking about David, your trip to the park over New Year's um, So if you want to Very first one So if you want to go back and listen to episode 1, episode 2, episode 3 I know we reference that a lot And find out what it's like to be in, in Disney um, at New Year's um, Those were pretty, pretty Actually some of our most listened to episodes actually Um, So we encourage you to go check those out. Maybe if you're watching YouTube, there should probably going to be a a link fly in right now that says click here to listen to that. You might bookmark that and subscribe in the future. But let's get started with this, man. It's going... There's so much Disney news. 2021 uh, was the year where parks opened back up. We're moving forward trying to see is COVID behind us. It's still not behind us. This stupid thing is still dragging on. But there's lots of Disney news. So we thought we would hit the Biggest and this kind of commentate on what we what we feel like the best and worst moments. so what do you guys got what and I know you we each have our list of things we want to hit today so I'm gonna let you guys start with what do you think is the, the biggest your biggest moments of, of Disney news for 2021
2: well, I don't know. I don't know that any of these feel like necessarily the biggest. I think there's one that's probably the biggest, but it's just been kind of a weird, uh, strange, weird news year. I, I don't ever remember a time in the past two or three years when I've really been f- following the the news closely and watching s- social media about Disney, uh, where I where it seems to be. There's just a negative edge a little bit more than I than I've seen. So I think that's one of the most interesting uh, news items I've seen. It's just that there's way more commentary on everything Disney does more than ever. So uh, so there's some uh, you know and it was at, coming out of the pandemic, there are there just aren't as many uh, new attractions or as many new it, it's, most of this year has been just trying to get things back up and running. So, uh, but there have been, uh, there are a few that, um, that uh, stood out to me when I was thinking about that it was hard to believe that just in April of this year, uh, Disneyland finally opened. They were, they were, they were That's shut down for like 13 months. I think it was 13 months. Yeah. It was like a whole year that they were down. Of course, uh, Florida wasn't, uh, wasn't closed uh, for as long as Florida, Florida closed in 2020, but back by the fall, you could, you could get back into the parks uh, but Disneyland just in April uh, was just opening up again which is which is hard to believe that that I mean that that's only yeah. been open like seven eight months now yeah. so
1: it's an, so it was like that saying it was it's been such an interesting time for parks because we've got this global pandemic which is you know brought the global economy very low but then also in October we started celebrating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World so it's been a really interesting time of seeing how Disney's kind of you know usually like, they're trying to cut costs and trying to, you know, make as much money as possible uh, from this pandemic. But then you've got this whole fan base that's saying, this is the time to blow it out of the water. Like, stop worrying about, you know, spending money. Like, we're celebrating all the Walt Disney World Parks. So that's been very interesting. And then with that um, came the the introduction to Genie Plus, And we've talked about that for a little bit, about how people have kind of, uh, viewed that or used that. Um, definitely, there's a there's a, a crowd who it's worth it, and there's a crowd that it's not worth it. Um, and for those of you, if you're not familiar, Disney, for for years
2: Disney has had at the parks a system called Fast Pass, and you could you could skip the the line on some attractions. Uh, you know, you would get a few, you could get a few of these a, a day. If you were staying in the hotels, you could get, you could get, you had certain advantages that people that weren't staying in uh, a resort did, that they didn't get. So there, were, there, were, there was this system called FastPass, and you could skip some lines. That was basically it. Well, this year, they have d- renamed the system. It's now called Genie instead of Genie Plus, instead of Light, uh, instead of FastPass, and now it's a paid uh, a paid service where you're paying $15 per person at Disney World per person in your group to get some fast passes. You can't you can't get a fast pass to everything, even though you pay for the service. You're still probably only going to get two or three attractions that day, unless you really know how to work the system. And then uh, then the the major rides in the park like uh, the uh, Star Wars. Um, Rise of the Resistance, some of those attractions you have to pay an additional fee, which can be as much as $20 per person to skip the line. So that's kind of a new feature. So uh, if, if you know if you follow a lot of other uh, blogs or watch a lot of things on YouTube like I do, you've probably seen this. This is a, a lot of people's worst of.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: 2021 Less. I mean but I mean if, if, to be fair I've seen a lot of people you know be, be positive about it and say hey you can use it or you, you don't have to you don't have to purchase it you can stand in line uh, if, and, and, and not pay for any of that so
0: yeah that's definitely I think one of the biggest uh, other than like Disneyland opening right yeah um the next thing is Fast Pass went away, like you said. That's a huge. That's a huge thing. It's been a staple of the park for so long, and they replaced it with this this other system that has had mixed reviews. And you were right. commenting at the beginning, David, and I was sitting here thinking and didn't want to interject, but of the the it's it, the year has seemed negative. Um, that right. people have just seem. And I wanted to ask you, do you think that is is more due to just the times we're in, that people are just more negative in and, and, and general and social media platforms and, and the way that business runs, it seems to be more fear and negativity seems to get drive more clicks and more revenue for for bloggers and things like that. Like, or do you think that it, Disney has brought some of this on themselves and, and, um, and some of its fair? Do you think it, or, or, or so what's the mix on the spectrum of those two those two things? I'm not. I, I'm not
2: quite sure. It's, I think it's an interesting thing to watch. It's this. It is this. Um, this feeling that that the corporate side, like I don't, people aren't complaining like, oh, this hamburger was subpar or this subtract, this new attraction, what was bad? It's, it's the corporate side of things that people seem to be connecting with and realizing that here's, there's a creative division of this company and there's a corporate division of this company and it slows down the creative Uh, sometimes and and, it frustrates people but I think go ahead
1: yeah I'll just a comment on that I think it would be a mix of both I think Disney has brought on a little bit of it I mean when you go back to we've got this huge celebration and you're you know counting pennies um, it creates a different culture and uh, I've seen going to the parks me and my wife have been trying to go to the parks just about every month uh, since we got this annual passes and it does when we've kind of talked about it a little bit with this whole Genie Plus, when you, with this whole pay to ride, um, it can be discouraging when you just you're just there for like a day or two, and you want to enjoy riding as many rides. And every time you're seeing people, you know, walk past you, it can kind of be discouraging, and it can affect your mood and emotion. Yeah. And with that, I mean, we've heard you know some you know big corporate Bob Chapek, Bob Iger kind of comment on it. Um, about just kind of running your company from a statistic standpoint or not. Um, And I've kind of explained it to people, um, kind of with this cheeseburger analogy of if I go to a restaurant and I order a cheeseburger and, you know, when you go to the restaurant and you're ordering this cheeseburger and it says, okay, you're going to get a plain cheeseburger for $15, but you can get bacon and you can add it for $3, or you can get lettuce and add it for, you know, a dollar, and you can get ketchup for 50 cents. A statistic will tell you that I'm gonna pay for that catch-up that one time but a statistic won't tell you that I'm more likely to come every week if it's all included you see what I'm saying so it's like there's this this kind of thing that Disney's kind of gonna understand of like okay there's this um, kind of an understanding of a customer that goes beyond a statistic where it's like if I go to a park And I don't have to pay for this extra feature. And it's just like, you've paid this fee. You've done enough. We're going to include this, which the resorts do a great job of that, or at least they used to. Um, It makes you feel valued as a customer, and you're more likely to be a loyal customer. There's Um, there's a
0: value proposition. You're right. And that's that's what I'm looking for, too. You don't mind paying for things necessarily, but you want to feel like, oh, I got my money's worth. This was worth it.
1: My yeah, dollar you know,
0: went a long way.
1: And you want to feel valued. I mean, the thing that I think so many longtime Disney fans and new Disney goers are just getting really bummed out about is they feel like they're, Disney's kind of using every opportunity to take another dollar right. um, with a lot of things. I mean, again, I, I mean, I've been a lifelong Disney fan, and I know that's not Disney's usual kind of character as a company. Right. But through this pandemic, that's what they're kind of – showing. Um, so I think that's why Disney's kind of had a, a rough um, maybe media or social media reputation from this year alone. Right. And, and I think with, with, with the Genie
2: Plus introduction and the fact that people are having to pay for FastPass for the first time, uh, along with that, there have been other things like uh, the Magical Express, which was the bus service that was free from the airport. To the parks that's been taken away now you're going to have to pay your own way for that um there there was even talk you know just a few months ago there was talk that they were going to cut um the portion sizes of food to save money so you're paying and the prices have all gone up so prices have gone up but now you're having to also pay for your fast pass and you're also having to pay for your transportation so you're paying more But you're getting less in a lot of people's eyes now if you're a huge fan like us you're still going to go and have a great time you're going to figure out how to do it but for a lot of people i think it creates just this sense of like you said a negative uh that you don't you know when you're going into this immersive world uh you don't i was even thinking about we've talked about immersion and what it is but it's it's like you're going to be immersed in Nostalgia, but you're also going to be immersed in joy. That's the parts are kind of this place of joy, and when you go in and start having to, uh, you know, you're got to pay for this, got to pay for this, it it starts being a, uh, you know, a negative thing, a cloud over all that, and it kind of intrudes on what you, why you go there is to experience this joyful immersion experience that you know, it's
0: disrupted a little
1: bit. Yeah, and, and sure. we love, yeah, so you
0: go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, too, I, I think, too, no more magic bands. They're mm-hmm. not, you have to buy them yourself if you want the right, magic that's band.
2: One.
0: Um, and again, and that,
2: that was, that's one thing that, you know, was designed so that you're not thinking about money. You know, right, you're not right. counting every penny because you've got this magic band. It makes purchases for you, yeah. and that. But now, but when you have to
1: buy the magic band,
2: now
1: that that kind yeah. of what it defeats what the whole purpose of it is. Yeah, and that was such a fun part. I mean, I, we took a lot of trips during that that little phase of they would send a box of magic bands to your house. You know, a month before your trip, and your whole family would get out their colors and put their magic bands on to make sure they worked. And it was this ex- exciting time that you looked forward to your trip. And you didn't have to pay for it. So again, it felt yeah. it felt like a Christmas morning on a regular day that gets you pumped for it. And now they don't have it. Right. So it's just, again, it's just one of those tough things. It's like, And we love Disney. And it's like, we're always going to keep going to Disney. We're going to support Disney. Um, sure. and, and of course, there's a crowd. I and mean, we talk about Genie Plus a lot. And there's a crowd that can really utilize uh, Genie Plus. But, but yeah. Well, yeah. and that so, too
0: brings me... Go ahead, David. I'm sorry.
1: I was just going to say just a year of
2: feeling like you're you're paying for more but getting less. Another one that was uh, I just saw recently was the the tram service. You know the, it took forever for the trams to come back, and everybody you know a lot of people. Are, you, if you come with uh, senior adults or you come with small children and you park in the and you're actually driving in and parking, it's a long walk yeah. from the parking lot to the transportation center, and and so the, everybody's asking for when are the trams coming? And I saw this. Uh, this funny clip the other day where uh, NBC had done a story on, on this, it's not, not just on Disney, but companies in general charging more for less. And they interviewed some vloggers who talked about the, and used Disney trams as, as an example. And, you know, now, now the trams are back. (laughs) So you wonder if they got some, you know, they didn't like the negative publicity, but they finally got the trams going again. So, You know, maybe we just got to speak up and be more vocal about, you know, the things that we, you know, we don't like. And, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people say, you know, until until it hits until it hits their corporate pocketbook that people don't like these things, they're just going to keep doing it. And that's that's just part of being a fan. You know, you're dealing with the corporate side. Um, If the you know, I've always heard that, the you know, the the challenge of getting to do anything you love is that. It ha- most everything has a dark side, and you're going to get acquainted with it. and so that's what we're sure. doing
0: here. Well, I think it's also important to note um, the the challenges of the pandemic and and they have shareholders, and they, they right. ha- things have to grow and I, I actually, I think chapek is in a very unfortunate position. I think he gets dumped on a lot because he just um, he's following up uh, you know Iger. And that's not as big. Shoot. And I do think there's some of that, you know, to, to to think about, too. And to give them the benefit of the doubt of how do you bounce back after a pandemic? How do you get park revenues back when you literally closed all of your parks for a good portion of 2020 and, and all of the revenue expectations of your shareholders have changed drastically? I mean, that's a challenge. And I get that. And, and, and I think a little patience is is is. Is afford, It can be afforded to let's see if they can work this stuff out. You know, there's right. also the, the overall um, you just step back yeah. at Disney. I mean, the, the government's printed so much money and, and and all in the news is the inflation uh, uh, worries and, and everything's more expensive. I mean, you go to the grocery right. store, things are more expensive. You can't you can't buy a car. You know, your car lots are half empty, right? Like, it's just not the best housing prices. You want to buy a house right now, good luck with that, man. If you're selling, hey, awesome, and then you got to buy one. I think generally it's kind of Disney's getting more expensive. They're looking for ways to make more money, but also people have a little bit more money. So there's a little more cushion for this. Now, if we enter a recession or something like that over the next couple of years, you know, this could change change a lot and fast. Um, Yeah. Along those lines, well, I think there's some news too, and I, I don't want to keep piling on this sort of thing, but the and this may be down the list a little bit, the, Galact- uh, Star, Star, the Star Wars Hotel.: um, yeah. um, Another
2: great example.
0: Galactic yeah. Star Cruiser.: Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, yeah. they, they, they announced their prices, and I right. think everybody universe was like, "What? A family yeah. of four for two nights, six, thousand dollars. And, and, be, and to be like, and that's two nights. So if you're going there, you're not just staying for two. I mean, that's on top of your, your week-long vacation or however long you can afford. And, and that's just, you know, that kind of that prices me out, right? Um, so and,
2: and the one thing to consider there, as I, I had not thought about it, uh, is that you check in, like say if you check in on a Monday, you're going to check in late Monday, You're going to check in Monday afternoon, and then you're going to check out Wednesday, but that's going to be in the morning. So you're not yep. even yep. quite going to be there 48, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And part of what you're going to be doing is going to go, uh, Galaxy's galaxy Edge. edge. Yep. So you're going to something that you've already done before, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not sure. even you're, you're paying to do something that you've, you probably have already experienced part of it. So it's, again, it's a very expensive and you know, people are just gonna you know people are gonna get online and talk about this and you know, it's been interesting to see that you know, they had they had uh, put out several videos on this new Star Wars experience hotel and they took everything down because the you know, for one reason or another, but the the, the response from fans was not good. And I I wasn't complaining I'm not complaining about it. I you know I, I i knew i was priced out probably anyway but i was again was really surprised at th- at this stage of the game that that the f- that people online can have that much influence and that they, that they weren't a little bit more prepared for this and that the product did look a little subpar on online so i w- i'm just i'm just kind of surprised this yeah. whole new this whole new phase of like we, you can see it getting ready to happen. Like, ugh, you know, I'm I'm just surprised that the publicity machine, the lack of, just this isn't this doesn't seem as professional.
0: Mm. You know, what's interesting is I I, I I compare a lot to Apple because Apple has has just continually just <sighs> killed revenue expectations. And the thing, Apple's a premium product that we all were using. I mean, in within within arm's distance are probably. Uh, half a dozen to a dozen Apple products between the three of us right now, um, and when they introduce something else, they get they get criticism too. They always do. But there's something there's some new keyboard that doesn't work that people don't like after they try it out. Those sorts of things. But here's when when they announce things, it's always it, it feels like they're just better at this stuff. Um, they they try to surpass expectations. Um, and at least even if they don't, and, and there's people that are good at like unpacking, but you always get more for your money. And then sometimes right. they even like, um, like their bundled services. You think, Oh, how much is this going to cost me? And then they hit you with something. Oh my God, that's it. Only $25 a month for everything they offer. You know, and it's sort of like they, they, you get done with all that value and they build it up and they're like, Oh, and here you can afford it too. And, and, um,
2: that, do you think that Apple has the attitude of, it doesn't matter what we do. if we're Apple. People are going to buy it.
0: I don't think that. I, I, there may be to some. I actually think that they still care about doing awesome things, and the money takes care of itself. Right. I, I really do. Like I, 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 think we haven't had a new product in a while. We're talking about Apple now, but Apple and Disney have. They share board members, right? And and um, and um, and Steve Jobs was was you know famously. I think he talked them Iger into buying <laughs> Pixar at some point, right? Um. Was sure one of the very sure influential that. into that in oh, okay. that, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading an article the other day about how he said, "Don't worry about if it seems to make sense or not, um, if it if it's a cultural fit." And it was very controversial when he did that. But all that to say, I just feel like Apple's way be- much way better at this sort of thing of introducing right. new things yeah. and new new policies and, and, and yeah, handling right. the public and expectations a lot better
1: they're just better at like backing up what they're doing. The thing with Disney is it seems like they're doing these things that are controversial or, you know, there's a lot of conflict for fans and then they don't really have a, well, this is why we're doing it or like I think if they would just kind of communicate to the fans of we're doing this so we can do this or something and that's why I think with Apple, they just they kind of can expect better how fans are going to react and they can kind of communicate that more to their market than Disney does.
2: You know, there's a, there's a great old story of Walt Disney when they were building It's a Small World in the 60s. And the costumer, Alice Davis, said, you know, Mr. Disney, what's my budget? He said, I don't want you to think like that. I want you to design dresses for these these characters that every little girl would want to have. You know, I want you to. I, they, we want to. We want to be thinking much bigger than how much does. You know, and and people know those stories, and we and you 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 want it to be that way. So when they put when they put out videos of Star Wars, and people are going, well, that doesn't look like Star Wars. That looks like Star Trek. That doesn't. That looks kind of cheap. You're you're kind of shocked because you go, are you thinking that it, they'll ju- we'll just come that you know we'll just do anything that if you if we build it they'll they'll come and they'll love it just because it's Disney or Star Wars. Because if it's not authentic to people, they they don't they won't respond to it. And in the same way if, if if Apple puts out a product that's poor, it's gonna get so much social media backlash that there are gonna be a lot of people that go, I'm not buying that. People I mean the reviews are horrible. You know? So Anyway, I'm, I'm, it's it's discouraging to see it, but I, I think they'll push through it. But if it doesn't get better, I think there's going to be a point. I think there's going to be a point that people will go. I'm not. I just can't. I'm not paying for that. I'm not. Like we. That's too. You know. And and one of the things that I've I'm, I'm experienced as a park, as somebody who loves going to the parks. I've I've stayed in the I've stayed in the resorts. So if the resorts price me out. I'll stay somewhere else yeah. I can. I can, I'm, I'm totally comfortable going into the park and just doing the things that I love I don't have to do everything it's the it's the families that have never gotten to go that are that are middle-class families that want to go take their kids to the park and they're getting priced out and I think that I think it you know maybe I may be idealistic but I think Walt and the the original creators would be so saddened um, by that because I think it's it's it's, it's they're gearing and pricing everything for people that can afford everything, and that's a very small, small part of our population. And it's just sad to see something that's been a, a family institution in so many ways is now, getting to the place that unless you're one of the, you're going to pay for the resorts and you're going to pay for the fast passes, you're going to pay for this, and you can just, you, it's like that's who they're catering to is, is this this upper class. Crowd that can just afford it all. And, you know, uh, it's, it's sad to see. I mean, because you think of all the kids that aren't going to get to go because they're going to get priced out. Mm.
0: Other big news um, uh, it, it, the, the pass holder program, the annual pass holder has ch- had some changes this year, too. Um, no. I know you have one, JD. And uh, uh, is it different? I think it might be different right. at Disneyland and Disney World a little yeah, bit. Um,
1: yeah. Disneyland's got the keys. The Magic I'm, Key, which
2: had the, it was the one that had the more controversy this year. Again, mm-hmm. it was a, another news disruption because they offered this, these, these Magic Key whole pass, whole basic passes that had, were supposedly had no blockout dates, but they only allowed so many reservations. For each of those. So people were, they, you know, from the months of October, November, December, couldn't get a reservation, even though it was supposed to not have blockout days. And there's actually a, a lawsuit out right now where a class, you know, I think it's a class action lawsuit where somebody finally sued for, you know, misrepresentation. That's, you know, you don't want to see the, in the news that Disney parks are being sued for, for misrepresentation. Yeah.
0: Well, have you found it to be, you have to reserve your spot now, right, J.D.?
1: Yeah, that's right. With everything, you have to reserve your spot. So that was kind of a, uh, you know, it, not really disappointing, but just kind of like an oh, okay moment when we got the annual pass because when you, when you get something called an annual pass, you imagine you could just show up and do whatever whenever you want. Um, with I, I believe the good old the, days. there's about five tiers. You've got like a Sorcerer's Pass. Uh, that's the one I have. I have the Sorcerer Pass. The most negative thing I heard about the Disney World annual passes was there's only one option for not Florida residents, and it was the most expensive right. option. Right. So everybody who wasn't a Florida resident was like, you know, I've always had you know annual passes for my whole family, and now it's like not possible. Um, so luckily I'm a Florida resident and I can make it happen because if I wasn't, I definitely couldn't swing an annual pass. And when he actually went down and
2: moved there, I thought this might be the year that I do an annual pass because I, I can go, I can see him, I can uh, go to the parks. But, uh, you know, quickly it was like, no, this is not the time. I'm going to wait. And, you know, if I get there a couple of times this year, it's just not worth doing the pass pass holder right now.
0: I understand. That was big news. We got uh, pass holder news. We got Disney Plus was huge. Um, Go ahead, JD.
1: Yeah, I mean, just so many. I mean, we've talked about some of the pricings, but the parks has just had so many, a lot of good. I mean, we've got Remy Ratatouille this year, which I really enjoyed that ride. Me and Dad have talked about that a lot. Space 220, um, Steakhouse 71, all great restaurants. So even though it has been a pandemic, they've been able to add new things and there's still new rides on the way. So uh, still a lot to look forward to.
2: Disneyland uh, opened, uh, re- refurbished uh, Snow White's Adventure. Uh, and that when they opened up, uh, both parks got a Jungle Cruise updates, new animatronics, new scenes. Um, some new fireworks shows, harmonious at uh, at Epcot. Um, the Avengers Campus opened at Disneyland. That was a real uh, fun thing. We've we've got a Marvel Marvel area in the parks in Disneyland now. So at California Adventure. So that, there are some good things, and I did I did like uh, I do like that the Ratatouille. Um, it fits into the, into the France area so well. And, it, I mean, France is just so much bigger now. It's yeah. just, there's so much, it just feels like there's so much more space. It's just a great area to go. The attraction's good. I, you know, there's always going to be people that want everything to be the level of Rise of Resistance. But the, you need these family rides that everyone can ride and there's things to do. And I remember uh, going to Epcot when my kids were, the, you know, elementary and even and the priest and they just they just didn't understand a lot of it. There yeah. wasn't as yeah. much for them to do. So to have a few things like a Remy or a Frozen, even though i, I you know I know if you, for those who love Epcot they hate when anything changes, but to have a couple of characters in Epcot really helps if you've got small children.
0: Yeah, so and, Remy's,
2: Remy's was a great. We really
0: enjoyed it. Yeah. Where did the Guardians of the Galaxy ride attraction? Where is it being built?
2: Well, it's, it's at Epcot. It's yeah, in that's what you thought. Universe of Energy uh, attraction. But that's going to open. We finally got a date at D23 this year that that's going to open up in summer of 2022 is is what's supposed to happen. We know, we know at least the time frame. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, you know, the expectation level with the 50th anniversary, um, you know, I went for – I've been a, – a, we went during the 50th anniversary. It, it doesn't necessarily feel any different. I mean, there's some, there's some statues that celebrate you know, just to celebrate. There's a fireworks show, but yeah, you know, a painting, painting the castle, but there, there just, it, it wasn't the, Hey, we're opening galaxy's edge this year. So, you know, there was really no big, big openings. Remy's Remy's. I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but to a lot of people, it's, you know, it wasn't as big. So again, uh, a lot of good things, but with it being a 50th anniversary year, it's probably left a lot of people going, I expected more. Lots of great food, though. I mean, yeah. lots of great food. They're really cranking out a lot of special treats and special snacks for the 50th. And now they're already rotating them, things that they started. They've you know, put new merch. Man, the merchandise for the 50th has been great. Lots of retro uh, sweatshirts and retro things that look like the 70s. A lot of fun stuff that's come back so really really knocking it out of the park there
0: they um I, I, and, and we're talking almost everything we've talked about news wise has been parkside on the parkside business side but um on the, on the the streaming side um, oh, yeah. with the new the new product Disney plus that's the other thing to keep in mind from like in the big picture of things where where we've had a pandemic and that makes the the in person thing far more challenging and throws a wrench into all sorts of plans and, and building and causes delays and, and revenue problems and, and mm-hmm. leads to a lot of the things I think we've been we've talked about so far and the complaining and negativity. On the other side, Disney Plus has been an incredible, incredible success. And mm-hmm. um, and I think I think uh, Q1 they've added 60 million more subscribers. Um, of uh, just anecdotally, of, of all the the subscription services I subscribe to, I feel it adds the most value. The content, like we're talking about, they surpass expectations in this in this realm, and they're just crushing it. You know, they 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 own the of course the ESPN properties too, and the and the Hulu properties, and they kind of bundled those things up, and that's kind of cool too. But just Disney Plus on its own for families has been remarkable. I think. Um, even even the I don't even mind the the the, the first the first thirty the thirty dollars for the quick access to watch it. I mean I get that. I you we're all used to that. You see it in the theater. You don't want to go to the theater. Thirty dollars. It seems like a lot, but when you have uh you have six kids, you know you're saving money. So. Right. Um, You know, we did that a couple of times. And I just think the content, the Marvel stuff, the series, the original content has been um, top notch just across the board. There hasn't been many things I haven't enjoyed at all. So let's talk a little bit about that the biggest news on Disney Plus throughout the year.
1: For sure. And for you, I mean, for me, when Disney Plus first came out, I completely thought it was just going to be a big vault of some of the classic Disney movies. I never imagined it was going to turn into this you know, streaming service that I would use, you know, weekly. And now we've seen it. It's rivaling like Netflix and all the biggest, you know, streaming service. So it's really crazy how much it's blown up. And again, some of our, you know, some of my favorite Marvel shows, I've been watching it every week and it's been so fun to watch it grow. Do you think it will pass Netflix at some point?
0: Um, that's a great question. Uh, it, it certainly could. I mean, yeah. it, Netflix is Netflix is so far ahead with just so much content. Uh, they just throw everything, and they're they're so good too. At like the niche, um, Disney Plus is niched to families, right? You're not gonna right. get adult content on there, or rated R stuff, or f bombs. Yeah. And, and so there's a whole, you get that on Hulu, right? But, but not Disney Plus in and of itself. And, and I'm grateful for that. That's why I have it. I have kids. But I also imagine there's an international market and there's other markets that it may, just the fact that the market is a little bit more narrow might, might keep it from overpassing Netflix and subscribers or some of those other things. But, um, but as a niche, when I mean, you look at HBO Max, you look at um, Apple TV, um, Amazon Prime, um, premium, Netflix, um, Hulu is Disney owned, right? So they have that as well. And when you add the, all that together, yeah, I think when you add the package together, it's it's kind of a force that is definitely to be reckoned with.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you as a as a as a family s- streaming service. I like that it's I like that it's separate because I don't I don't want. I really don't want it all in one place. I want to go to Hulu if if if, if I'm going to watch a movie that's not in that in that in that zone. I, yeah. I would rather go to a different app than for that to start showing up in the middle of Disney Plus. And I, you know, they've had those, you know, they've had those discussions about what's the what's the most you know best thing for the. Mm -hmm. you know, to, to drive up the numbers. But I, 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 and what the, I'm, I'm, the way I am, I like that they even have it divided so that when I go, there's a, there's a Disney, there's a Disney tab. There's a Marvel tab. There's a, you know, it's when you're, if you're wanting to watch a Disney movie, you're not just, it's not everything, just alphabetical order that they own, that things are kind of divided up into compartments. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, If you just want to, if you just want to, if you just love Disney or you just love Marvel, you can use that, that, that aspect of the of the service. Mm
0: -hmm. Totally, I think 100, almost 120 million uh, subscribers as of the fourth quarter of 2021. Um, That's remarkable. Eight bucks a pop per month, man. We can only maybe, maybe the success of Disney Plus. It's driven the stock price without a doubt. Without Disney Plus, um, but maybe we could hope and wish that all of the revenue they're making from from the streaming side might make its way into the park side at some point. You know, um, it could be the the cash cow.
2: One article I read recently said that it had grown 60% in 2021. Yeah. And that is big growth, if that's accurate.
0: Well, that's a lot of things, too. I think at first, the big Disney fans, of course, got it. Because like JD said, it's a vault of all the great Disney stuff. And I want that. You know, I want my kids to, we actually go watch old movies. You know, we from That Darn Cat to, you know, Bedknobs and Broomsticks and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's all there. Every bit of it. 20,000 uh, Leagues Under the Sea. Um, mm-hmm. All this classic Disney movies. Really. And then you get all this extra stuff, too. Like, all this new content that's quality. And then, you know, we're talking about, I think that's brought the latecomers yeah. around. Right? They want to see The Mandalorian. Um, yeah. they, they've heard the reviews of of Loki and WandaVision and all the Marvel um, properties as well. And then just just family con, just movies, you know, you get the Hallmark crowd, you know, with the with the the, the cheesy home alone movie they made. You know, even stuff like that. Like th- that stuff goes on Netflix. There's movie. there's terrible movies on Netflix all the time, right? And my kids right. are like, oh, this looks cool. Let's check this out. So there's a market to be made with that, too. And I think they're, they're starting to produce more things. And the pandemic, honestly, they released in a pandemic where they had some stuff banked up, but all the releases were pushed back. So we probably right. haven't got as much on there as possible, probably just now starting to catch up to what they promised us we were going to get. Um, and, and that's super exciting, too, for the future. And I think the news and all the stuff that have come out from from you have the, the theatrical releases, Black Widow. The Eternals, Shang Chi, um, the live-action Mulan—you know those things that have come out. Raya and the Pixar, and all that stuff has come out. But then the TV series as well over the last year too that have been really well received, and, and I think that's some big news as well that Disney Plus is, is rolling. The train is rolling, and it ain't stopping anytime soon. It looks like. Yeah, and uh, you
2: know, uh, this year they with with Encanto. That's the 60th animated movie. For just Disney, that's not counting Pixar. That is a lot of content. Just, yeah. I mean, I remember when you know there were thirty animated movies. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's amazing. They're, they're they're putting so much, and the, and and people are going to expect to see those things represented in the parks too. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you, you keep creating these more animated characters, more, and people are like, well, where's where is Moana? You know, and to put Moana in the park, they either have to build something new, or something's going to have to. Something's going to have to be re-themed to that, you know, something's going to go and so, but when you create all these new characters that kids love, like Frozen, you've got to put it in the park, it's Mm -hmm. so, everybody expects it to be there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just, we were talking about it with Encanto, with this new animation, you can do so many more characters in these new movies, unlike your, you know, the older generation of movies, so it's just like this flow. Of, of new characters with every movie and it, so there would definitely be, be more presence at the park with these new movies yeah Snow White has like ten characters <laughs>
2: and you know this in, in Kanto her family's like ten people plus the whole town I mean they're just it's just this huge cast of characters now it's, it's amazing what they can do
0: well With all of what we said so far, and I don't want to cut you guys off. If you have any other big news stories you want to add, jump in there and add it. Go ahead. You got something, J.D.?
1: No, that sounds perfect. Yeah, Disney Plus and parks are definitely the biggest news for sure. Well, two other things that were on my mind. Uh, One that was sad
2: to me was that we lost Disney stores this year. Uh, You know, it was announced in, like, 2019 that Target was going to start having a Disney store area, and a lot of them do. And I don't know if it was because those did so well, uh, th- that why, why should we have, why should we pay in rent in a mall for a Disney store if we can, if, if Target's gonna do it for us. But you know, it's not the same. I mean, if you loved going to the Disney stores, if, it, if you lived in it, if you lived, you know, 12 hours from the parks, going to the Disney store when our kids were little was a little bit like being there. Just had a little bit of that, hey, it's a treat to go here and shop and maybe you come out with a prize. And uh, so it's kind of sad to see those go. I think I think the goal is to get it down to less than like ten stores, uh, probably only in the most traffic heavy uh, parts of the country, tourist uh, area. So that was that was sad to see. The other thing that was weird this year was the, which I think again was pandemic driven and just the stress of this season that we're in. But. Quite a quite a few uh, you know fights on the ferry boats and fights on attractions where people and then all of course all of this stuff lands on social media because somebody else pulls out their phone and films it. But I thought it was a real. Uh, we we talked a few weeks ago uh, when, we, when we were down at the at the parks. We talked a little bit about the stress that you watch people go through, and to see this year so many things pop up where people are just hitting each other with their bags and their they're, you know, just slugging it out on a, on a, on an attraction. It's just really, you know, it was really an interesting thing to see this year.
0: Fascinating. Like another yeah. qu- I think that goes to the kind of the discussion we were having earlier that mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a sign of the times that it's worse than it's ever been, or if we just know about it because of social media, that yeah. those are now, everything's a story. story. Right. That's and um, I don't know. I don't, I, it does seem more contentious these days. Like I agree it seems more negative generally not just Disney wide but like just in in general like people seem to be at each other quicker right Um right, yeah that's I, just a I sense think, i get
1: Yeah definitely with like you looked at money and you know we've talked about just prices being rising and stuff like that i think that that could contribute to it but also technology social media and this market for you know Disney media these Disney accounts you know more people are becoming these huge fanatics and starting more and just loving talking about it more so I do think it's just everybody kind of wants a story. So when there's a little story or if there's a girl trying to make a TikTok and living with the land and she's grabbing a, a cucumber, <laughs> it's going to make all the news, you know, account headlines, you know. Right. So it blows up. Yeah. I think, though,
2: it's, uh, it's a, just a reminder that if you love the parks, if you love going to the parks, you've got to prepare yourself when you go. You know, don't if you go in with the attitude of like, OK, I've paid this money, now impress me. You know, treat me like a king. I mean, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed and you're going to be, you're going to be stressed and you're going to be, you know, it's, it's, you know it's, you're know, you just going to be stressed out. So go, go with it. Go, like you said, wh- like we started off, go with gratitude that you're there with your family, that you're having a good time and, 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 and try to try to try to try to take it easy. Try to <laughs> try not all to right. let all these things
0: uh, overtake you. I love that advice. Just be more more chilled out and thankful. I mean, if you get to go to Disney, just think you're you're probably in the top, you know, one to two percent in the entire world. You know what I mean? Like, and and, and, and don't take that for granted. It's it's a blessing. Um, so let's let's end with this. Let's end with this. I, I, I'm going to put you guys on the spot and ask you your favorite piece of Disney news from 2021.
1: JD, yeah, go. Favorite piece of news? Just the news. favorite Disney item from 2021. Well, okay. Well, my news was gonna be. G- I know
0: Genie Plus. Yeah, I got it. We're on David. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, no. <laughs> I'm totally joking. <laughs>
1: Not for the local, but uh,
0: yeah.
1: One of my favorite pieces of news that we've gotten this past, you know, couple of months. And D23 was about Fantasmic. Um, is coming this summer. Is coming back. I mean, I'm pumped for that because Fantasmic is my absolute favorite show. Uh, and I love Hollywood Studios and Fantasmic just is the icing on the cake for Hollywood Studios. So I'm just looking forward to that day in this upcoming year of, you know, riding all the great rides and then ending my day with Fantasmic is going to be a blast. Awesome. Yeah. All right. That's
2: cool. And, and, it, yeah. and
1: it's getting an update. They're adding some new things. And so that's going to be.
2: Hopefully it'll good. work. <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. it'll work. <laughs> You know, I think I, I, again, I, I am grateful. I'm grateful for any time I get to go, and I was grateful this year to go just a few weeks ago with this guy and to eat at some great restaurants and to uh, really, to, to really do what we just said to try to slow down and not feel like we've got to run from thing to thing. But let's, let's, if if it's crowded, let's try to. We'll, we'll enjoy something new. We'll try something that we've not done before. Will experience something that doesn't have a line that we've done, you know, haven't done before. So uh, that was one of my favorite things this year. I'm excited for a lot of the things coming out. I'm um, the, the we've got new rides, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, Tron, the the light uh, cycle roller coasters coming. I mean, it's 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 taken some time to recover from this pandemic. but There's good things coming. I'm excited for it. Well,
0: I, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm going to give you one. That this is a little bit maybe a little. Little different. I was going to say just the onslaught of Marvel content on Disney Plus, but I'm not. I'm going to say actually, um, I really like, I'm really most thankful in the news that the parks are open and moving forward again, right? I'm also, side note, thankful that. Florida seems to be getting a lot more than California because I'm closer to Florida, selfishly, and and all the good stuff because of some of the. I, I know there was a piece of news that said a lot of the, the imagine so there's a lot of relocation of offices from right. from Los Angeles to, to Florida simply right. because uh, California has been famously so draconian with their COVID restrictions that um that it's put a lot of pressure on businesses and not it's not just Disney it's like. Company Long list, list of companies from Silicon Valley all the way down to San Diego are jetting out of California and heading to places like Texas and Florida. And it makes a total a, a tons of sense for Disney to have that already has so much, you know, property in Florida to, to move in those things. So selfishly, I'm kind of excited to see more of the talent go to Florida, which is closer to where I live in the country so that I can hopefully experience all that. Too. So I know that's kind of silly, but most of all, all that to say, I'm grateful that the pandemic... Has is is sort of passing through, and the things there is it more of an attitude of we have to figure out how to live with this, and we have to keep things open, and we have to move forward, and we want everyone to be safe. By no means don't hear that as like I'm I'm being flippant or don't care about this. It's serious, and man, take care of yourself. Be be, but it's been you know that two years. We have to figure out how to move on, and I'm very thankful that Disney is. A company that is that is kind of leading the way and has been so careful and done so many good things with that so that's my, my my favorite news item of the year is that disney and parks and things are opening we're getting back to normal
2: yes yes and i'm grateful again for all of it from the content to the parks to the streaming to everything that it gives us something to enjoy when when things are tough i mean that's why i like Absolutely. this genre of entertainment it's pot it's it's typically positive it's uplifting and it is an it's an immersive escape from some of the tougher
1: things in the world and i love that about disney yeah Yeah, 2021 wrapping it up and we are
0: also very grateful for you our listeners who stuck with us and stick with us week to week We're so thankful for you. Let us know why you love Disney. What were your favorite things about Disney in 2021 from the the streaming, from Disney Plus to the parks to the news? What are your expectations? What are you looking forward to in 2022? Get with us at whyilovedisney.com, socials, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us there. But Happy New Year to you guys. David, JD, Happy New Year. Have a great New Year's Eve. And can't wait to get back together with you again next week. And um, until then, everybody, take care. Awesome. This is why we love Disney. Happy New Year.